Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to the Batters Box on WNSP Now. I am Joey Warner. I'm with Ricky Patterson, and we're broadcasting from WNSP 105.5 Studio on Dolphin Street in Mobile, Alabama. We got another big show tonight. We got a full house in the studio. We have Ricky Patterson was with me always, and we have Jeremy Hunt, assistant baseball coach at Bishop State. We have James Hattenstein, head coach Bishop State Wildcats. We got Joey Hutchins and Joe Connick. They're Mobile Mobsters. They're former head baseball coaches, and Joey helped out the Bayshore Christian Eagles this year to another great season. Uh, fellas, thanks for joining us. Uh, and we, we have a good show planned tonight. We're going to talk about the mobsters. We're going to talk about Bishop State. And we have a special guest later on the telephone, a rising star from Mary Montgomery named Tucker Musgrove, who is he's, he's part of a group of players out at University of Mobile under Coach John Seymour that are having an outstanding season. Just last night, they won their conference championship with a 22 to 10 win over William Carey. And again, we have a couple of touchdowns in that. Game. It, they they went for two after the third touchdown, and uh, Musgrove kicked the extra point. He does everything out there, guys. Y'all know that. But again, thanks for being here. Nathan and Nick are behind the glass. They are our producers tonight. And uh, I, I got a few things I want to say before we get into uh, myself and Ricky going to talk some high school baseball. Uh, uh, we're going live Wednesday night, Ricky, five thirty p.m. WNSP, 30-minute live Don't mess show. it up, Joey. <laughs> we don't know who our live guest is going to be, but it's going to be 30 minutes live, listeners out there. Pick us up on your way home from work. We're going to give you all some good news of, 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 about baseball. You know, we're trying to talk good baseball. I've got some of the best that's ever been out of Mobile that's been on the show so far, and, it, and it's you listeners that's going to keep us going. So, and next Monday night, or next in our pre-record – for Tuesday's upload, we're going to have Bernie Carbo. Bernie Carbo, just a great baseball player, historic. He's coming back to Mobile for his uh, ministry fantasy camp. It's going to be on Spring Hill College June 9th through 11th. He used to do that over at Stanky Field. We did – not Stanky Field, I'm sorry. Hey, Hank Aaron Stadium, you know. I mean, what, what are we going to do with that, guys? We could talk for hours on that. Uh, but – Anyway, Bernie's coming back to Mobile. He spent a lot of years here, so we're looking forward to having him on the show next week. And then we're going to have him live May 31st on our next next live event. So, anyway, Ricky, let's talk a little bit of high school baseball. Uh, this past weekend, Spanish Fort beat Sarah Land two out of three in a dramatic series. Uh, they they lost the first game three to one, loaded up the bases before they were able to lose, and then they went nine innings and won 8-7 in game two, and then went eight innings and won 12-11 in game three. They're moving on to play Stanhope Elmore, who was 29-5, Spanish Sports 27-16. J.D. Pruitt's doing an outstanding job over there. UMS Bulldogs under Kevin Rayleigh are going up against Bayside Academy, led by Matt Limbaugh over at, over at Bayside this, this Wednesday. They get that started. UMS is 25-11. Bayside Academy's 24 and 9. Wake Forest signee Josh Gunther's having an outstanding season for Bayside. And, and I oh, think Wake Forest is what, number one now? Did they get moved up to number one? I know they got the best pitching staff in the nation, so this is a big thing for Josh. We've been following him since since his sophomore year, and he's he's a heck of an athlete, can hit too. But and then we have 
UMS, I was going to call them cadets. UMS Bulldogs are led by Olin Ward, who we had on the show last week. Sutton Snipes have an outstanding season. I got to correct myself. Alex Sherman. I called him something besides Alex Sherman last week, <laughs> but I'm sorry about that, Alex, but he's having an outstanding season pitching too. And we're getting to St. Paul's now, Ricky, and you've got some connections with St. Paul's. We we had Edward McLeod on the show, and they lost their first game on the 5A level to Demopolis 4-2. And then today, or yesterday, they they won the first game 3-1. Edward started, up, started them off with a – Run scoring single in the first, and they held on to win three to one. Then it was a rain delay in the second inning, trailing one to nothing to Demopolis. So we'll we'll have to see how that pans out. But let's let's talk a little bit about what I just said: five A St. Paul's, three A UMS, and uh, that's four A UMS and Bayside Academy, and six A Spanish Fort at Stanhope. We've got four teams left, Ricky. So does any of them have a chance? Well, the the, the Spanish Fort and Saraland is kind of is kind of a surprise because you had Saraland, they had two front line pitchers, and then I thought that that was going to be the key in the in the game. But uh, Spanish Fort battled and seems like they they got a pretty good hitting team compared to uh, that pitching that they had. I was really surprised when I heard the score. I mean, I heard that today that how they uh, they got beat that. That Spanish Fort beat them. You're right. You know, Sutton Snipes pitched a great game. I watched that some of that game on the TV and because they got that network that you can watch games on TV, and Snipes pitched a great game. And I knew Spanish Fort had it in them. They had, they had their fan student body got behind them, and, and they held on for the win. But I, I haven't been able to keep up with much of their players, and this is a subject that we're going to touch on in the future. I can't keep up with them from Game Changer because, you, know, you know, that's a touchy subject, but I wish I knew yeah, it more is, about it. It is for me, too, because, uh, I, and to be honest with you, Joey, I'm, it kind of bothers me when coaches don't put out the, the stats and stuff. I mean, you're, it's amazing to me with the job that you do, and you have to go through all the stats and stuff every week and then you have coaches that don't, you know, don't send the send the stats out, I mean, you know, because I think that really hurts the player. I mean, I I just uh, I think that's bad, and I don't care who knows it. I mean, I because this is for the players, and you you can't be selfish enough to try to hide that kind of stuff. Joey, you do a great job. I would have never been able to do that, and somehow I don't know how. That you keep up with all the uh, the stats and stuff when you got some teams that w- that block you, that is absolutely amazing to me. Well, I appreciate that on on trying to you know hunt down and chase down and well, there's a lot of parents out there that, that send me stuff and there's even players that send me stuff and I, I, I'm, never, I'm not I can't go to Max Preps. It's not as accurate, you know, as, as Game Changer. But Game Changer is is it's it's a great thing. It's an and it's for the players, and you're exactly right. We'll touch on that a little bit more, but it's a, there's a lot of teams. I, I try to keep my opinion to myself, but you being a voice in that, it helps out. And, and a lot of parents, they, they want to see their kid's name. I, I, we're just well, you get criticized for it. That's what bothers me. You well, know, well, the, you know, you got parents that well, my boy had a, you know, he might have had a good week, but you didn't know about it. And, and that's you can right. only take the stats that you got. Right. And what we're talking about, listeners, if you're not familiar, if you're just passing through Mobile or wherever, if you're finding us on WNSP now, you know, you got to look to find us. And we're all we got ten hours of 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 talk on there so far. And but 
But you, you need to go to Mobile Baseball Connection Facebook page. That's where all this stuff is, and, and you'll find a whole lot more. You know, with these shows, we, this is show 13, y'all, and, and with these shows, we haven't even touched our history in Mobile. I mean, our history is so deep, but we're, we're dedicating ourselves to the high school. Great guests like Lance Johnson and Danny Jennings and Turner Ward and, and people like that. And we got you here every weekend. Joe Connick's invading us all the time. And, and we got guys like here tonight. And, but, but we're going to hope that next year, that, that for the sake of these award winners, you know, for the Midtown Optimist Club and for others that, that are interested in stats, that, that they'll give me more access and, and we can create more enthusiasm and, and, and stuff like that. But anyway, Ricky, I appreciate that input. We're going to talk with Joe Connick and Joe Hutchins right now. Joe, you had a big day today with the Mobile Mobsters. First, tell us about the Mobile Mobsters. Briefly, give us, give us the acronym, what it means, and tell us where you went and what you did today. All right. So for today, the Mobsters, we're kind of coming to the close of the season, but the Mobsters stand for Mobile Organized Baseball Society, Teaching Every Relevant Skill. And uh, I just wouldn't be right if I didn't recognize my co-founder, Coach James Hattenstein, who 10 years ago, while we were sitting down at my place, came up with this great idea that us old baseball guys should organize ourselves and give back to this great game of baseball in Mobile. So he's the one that originally came up with the first part of the acronym, which is Mobile Organized Baseball Society. And then I added the T-E-R-S so it would spread out some, spell out something in the acronym. And that's how we came up with Mobsters. So it was 10 years ago, and now this kind of divine intervention thing's happening, like I've said a thousand times over, where I got a chance to run into uh, Randall Dewitt, and uh, he's a county commissioner. And uh, that was part of what happened today, was that this day was a journey, a big journey that started early this morning at about 8.30, where we went down to, I got a chance to go to Blunt High School and run into Coach Jamani Jones and his troops and uh, presented them something that we want to do every year with the mobsters, which is to recognize the top inner city school with the best record. And unheard of, the Blunt Leopards were 12 and 9 to lead the charge in the inner city. So they got the top mobster trophy, which will be passed around annually. And as I told them, you'll either keep it or you'll lose it because somebody takes you off the top. So the top mobster uh, trophy was presented to the Blunt Leopards. They'll keep it for the year until next season. If somebody could possibly give it back, get it back from the floor. And then you got, uh, after that, uh, went down to the uh, courthouse where myself and co-mobster. Did you turn yourself in? I did. They let me out on uh, good behavior. And then. Uh, <laughs> well, I had a couple of people I needed you to look at. Down there. I saw them down there. You did? <laughs> yeah. They needed some help. They did. <laughs> but I met up with, uh, you know, co-mobster Huey Lopez and Pete Albrecht. They met me at the county commissioner's office uh, where we were able to present a basically a plaque of Thanksgiving, which said, thanks for making a dream come true of this mobster organization being a dream uh, and the way it's starting to work right now. We also gave them one of our short sleeve pullovers and then gave old Connie Hudson a hat just to uh, make it all happen. Did you get any money out of it? Well, we've already gotten the money for our oh, cloth, okay. and so we're basically telling them thanks for that. So without him, uh, you know, being able to support our budget that we had, 
you know, we're not able to outfit everybody on our guys to be uni- on our team to be unified. And then following that, uh, I guess the last part that we've been wanting to do for a while, the mobsters organization does not happen without the help of Coach Hattenstein and the Bishop State Wildcats pitching staff. When we would go and do these clinics at their place, their home field, you know, trying to round up us professionals and trying to get off jobs and stuff like that was a tough thing to come by. So without his pitching staff there to help run us run the drills that we're able to go through, it doesn't have the success that they had. And everybody has seen the improvement in these programs. So we get we had a little presentation for those guys that showed up, uh, including Cooper Ward and C3 and I can't remember all the guys that were down there, Tyler uh, Sermon, some of those Baker guys. But uh, so we finished up the day like that and then come down here to talk about it. But uh, that's been the day today. Well, that was a great day. Joe, briefly talk about the clinic that was put on at Mims Park just a few weeks ago and all the participants and what they did out there. All right. Going to sessions and stuff. Right. So we had about a probably about a week to get ready to try to promote that through Chris Maddox. And he tried to put the word out. And then we were, of course, battling the South Alabama alumni weekend and the weather that uh, they put out that a huge storm was going to come through. So we rolled the dice. We had about four coaches showed up from the Mims Park area. But we, uh, with your help, uh, tried to make an instructional video. But unfortunately, the audio was not as good as we'd like it. But uh, we have coaches that are experts at every position. That so, audio that audio was a GoPro. That wasn't my equipment. Nothing okay? to do with Joey <laughs> Warner's. It was mine. I, I borrowed it from the school. It's uh, antiquated in the fact that it did not have microphones. Therefore, the sound is very distorted. So we're going to do it again. But we want to reach out to every park and try to make these instructional videos or come out to your park so we can give you all the knowledge you need to help be better coaches at that park level because that's where you start planting the seed uh, right there. And then... I can only guarantee this. Probably, if you learn from us, you will get a plaque at your park for being coach of the year. I would think, with all the knowledge you would gain from the monsters. Because I know everybody in the parks are going for coach of the year. They have plaques for that, I think. I think my brother got it when he taught, when he taught uh, T-ball. They yeah. didn't win a single game. But they, he was coach of the Joey, year. Joey, you got a chance there. Or yeah, he does have a chance. <laughs> Joey Warner, coach well, of the year. Well, by the way, my equipment is a cell phone. So don't think that I'm real technical. You mentioned... T-ball, uh, our Yankees, real quickly, we played two games last week, and we played really good, and, and I was really proud of them. I want to mention a couple of coaches. Bill Kleinstroke that played at St. Paul's on Vanderbilt in South Alabama. He's got the Dodgers out there. He's doing a great job. Sean Carley has the the, the Rangers. He's got a, we played really good against them, and Curran Foose is, a, is, a, is the president of the league. He has the Astros, and we had them shivering and shaking last week, you know, and 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 so we we played really good ball. But, but Joe, Joe thanks for that that input about the mobsters and tell us a little bit about it. But Joey Hutchins, this, that, that, tell us a little bit about the showcase that y'all are going to put on here on May twentieth. Is that it? Yes, May twentieth, Saturday morning, nine to twelve, in conjunction with the mobsters, we're we're going to we're going to sponsor a showcase with uh, local community colleges and maybe some local four-year college coaches that are going to show up to watch these young men, you know, do show, go through some showcase drills. Um, we're doing this to give back to the community. We're not trying to make money. What we want to do is we want to bring all these local kids, on my sense, from Baldwin County, 
and then Joe's getting Mobile County involved, and we're trying to bring these kids together at uh, at my field in Daphne, and just just let the kids compete against each other. Let them see. Our biggest thing is that they get exposure to local coaches because local coaches need to see local talent. And these kids need to see each other. You know, the best way to get better at something is to see how well somebody else does. Say, I need to be that good. I mean, I learned that a long time ago. I was blessed to come to Alabama back in the 80s and play for Ricky Patterson and Coach Kittrell. I mean, I learned more baseball in the in the couple of years I was at South Alabama than I knew my whole life. And, and, and through years of coaching at LaFleur High School and Daphne High School and now at Bayshore Christian Academy, I'm just – trying to give back some of the experience that these great minds in baseball have given me. And, I'm, you know, we're not trying to get rich off this thing. We're not trying to get money. I'm not, I'm not doing private lessons. What, what, what we're doing is we're trying to bring kids together and, 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 and let them see each other, let them see each other and make sure, make sure that they, they learn how to compete. That's right. Well, Joey, that it's, it's a, this is a great thing. And, and Joe, Joe Connick mentioned James Hattenstein. You know, I'm involved in this. I think you've made me the SID, the Sports Information Director. Officially. Okay. <laughs> We've got uniforms, and I forgot my shirt tonight, but I did wear my Notre Dame shirt. So, anyway, Joe, tell us about Hutch Field, and, and tell us how to get in touch. We're going to promote this on my Facebook page, Mobile Baseball Connection, of course, and, and on this show, too. But tell us a little bit about Hutch Field and, and – and how to get in touch, and, and a little bit more about the event itself. All right, last fall, I started an academy called the Blue Wave Baseball Academy, and I get, I, I'll get you a flyer. I got some flyers of some Baldwin County coaches, Joe sent out to Mobile coaches that will sponsor this. If you go to www.bluewaveba.com, it will give you the information on that showcase and any upcoming events that we do. It's a nonprofit baseball academy to try to – Build. I'm, I'm working to build developmental skills in kids that's affordable. You know, ten dollar clinics, twenty dollar clinics. You know, nothing, nothing big. And, and most of the money just goes back, goes back to trying to develop these kids and making the facility better. Uh, Hutch Field, what they call it. I, I, my church pastor was my JV coach at Daphne High School when he came back to start this church in 2009. And he worked with me for a couple of years when I was at Daphne, and then the church got a little bit big. But when he built that church, he decided he wanted a baseball field. And I guess to honor me for some reason, he, he you know, he he asked if he could name it after me. And then when I retired in 2021, they offered me a job to take care of that field. So my job now is to take care of a baseball field that's named after me. And man, it is a blessing. That's cool stuff, man. If I may interject here, I'd like to say if you've never been to the Hutch before, it is literally like the field of dreams. They're all they're missing is some corn in the outfield because it is a beautiful place, beautiful yard, great place to play. And you know the funny thing is they just planted that cornfield. Did they really? <laughs> they did. So right up, right over left field, there's a cornfield. So we will have corn this summer. Well, that's great. And this, this is well, a- you know, Forrest Gump was pretty good. You know, he had to manage the football field, but Absolutely. you got you a baseball field. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And I, I would like to say that, you know, Joe Connor comes out there. We do a lot of adult hitting, BP hitting and stuff. And I, we do some things on Sundays. And Hattenstein, Hattenstein, my dear old friend, you know, he was my assistant coach when I was at LaFleur. He was my assistant coach at Daphne. Now look at him. Man, he's on top of the world, man. I'm so proud of him. Well, guys, you know, 
we, we, we are a baseball connection, and it feels good to be able to pull it together on a podcast show and, and put together events like, like these that we're having and, and having our, our schools, Bishop State and University of Mobile, South Alabama and Spring Hill, all playing good baseball, even though South Alabama dropped a, a three-game series to Southern Miss this past weekend. We're not giving up on them. It's just a bump in the road. Spring Hill's still playing pretty good ball. But thank you, Joe and Joey, for coming in here and sharing your knowledge and your experiences and what what's coming up at Hutchfield and the showcase. And, and we're going to promote this thing on Mobile Baseball Connection, so keep, keep, keep an eye out. And we need to get as many ball players out there as possible and have a good time on that day, May 20th. Make sure that we know the criteria. We got sophomore, juniors, and seniors that are unsigned. Unsigned sophomore, juniors, and seniors for the lowest showcase price around of $75, which and, goes straight to the coaches. And we have and we have I mean Bishop college St- coaches. Bishop State. <laughs> Bishop State, Coastal, Coastal Alabama. And maybe maybe Spring Hill College, if we can get them, there'd be some, several several local schools to be out there to see these kids participate. Yeah, and that's great. That is totally awesome. I, I thank thank y'all again for coming in. And Ricky, in a few minutes, we're going to have James Hattenstein, Coach James Hattenstein, and Coach Jeremy Hunt on. And Ricky, you coached at Bishop State, and and it's a pretty cool transition. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, buddy. All right, welcome back. We're with the Batters Box on WNSP Now. And, Ricky, we have two guests, Jeremy Hunt, assistant baseball coach at Bishop State, and James Hattenstein, the head man at Bishop State. They're doing an outstanding job. Ricky, as I said before, you coached at Bishop State along with several coaches down there, and Bishop State is playing as good as any team ever at Bishop State. I'm proud of them. I mean, they, they've, uh, they've done a great job over there. And, you know, it's – it's something that you always want to get your kids in. They have the opportunity to play in the playoffs. And because, you know, when now and kids got to understand that they go to the playoffs, now you're going to have more college coaches going there to see these guys. So there's going to be a lot of college coaches. I've talked to a few that's going there to watch that. So that's an opportunity for some of the kids that might not have been signed yet that they can get a look at, see who the players are that hadn't committed, so it gives them an opportunity to move on and further their career. Well, you know, I don't like to talk a whole lot about my personal baseball playing days, but I have some. Years ago, back in 81, I, I like yourself, we, we went to Faulkner. Faulkner had dormitories, and they had it was, it was convenient to be able to come home on weekends and stuff like that. And, and, and we had Bishop State and Patrick Henry, and the place to go back then was Enterprise State. And what I think's happening now, uh, the place to go, Bishop State, and and that's cool stuff. And and I, I applaud these coaches right here for for recruiting these local players, and and building a program just like they built out there that Mike Jacobs started out at University of Mobile, and that John Seymour has followed suit, and they've had an outstanding season too. But Ricky, uh, it's just a, it's a good thing that that we're all pulling together for this city. And trying to keep the the torch burning, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, it, what's so good about it? They they've came in and found, I guess, some apartments and a place for the kids to stay because that was one of the biggest battles that you had at Bishop, is you didn't have dorms, 
and it was uh, and and of course in the state of Alabama, you can't uh, you can't give scholarships uh, for dorms and stuff, and so it it made it tough. Even though Faulkner had dorms, they couldn't give scholarships to uh, stay in the dorms and food. So I mean that's one of the drawbacks that they have in the state of Alabama, and I I can't remember the guy that brought that up and caused all that because now it's tough for them co- to compete against the uh, the other states because they do have dorms and they can give living expenses. And, you know, I know it's extremely hard. I mean, I guess it's the same there at Bishop State now, but I, I think that's what it is in the state of Alabama. And, uh, you know, that, and I think they got to get apartments and, and uh, places for the kids now. And, I mean, that's one of the toughest things in the state of Alabama is you can't give, you know, a full scholarship. Yeah, that, that's a, maybe we can do a, a full show on something on that kind of stuff because it, it's it's deserving when you look at college baseball versus college football and, and basketball. It's, it's it's really pitiful to tell you the truth. But anyway, James, thank you for coming in. Jeremy, thank you for coming in. Y'all are thirty-one and twenty, and you're twenty-one and eleven in the conference. You're going to the conference tournament. Tell us a little bit about your baseball team. Well, first of all, thank you for having us. You know, it's been a fun year and it's been a fun experience coming over here and taking over Bishop State behind great guys like Rick. And, you know, it's, it's you know, the kids that are local have really bought into things that we're doing. And, you know, it's it's been a fun experience. And we, we just want to continue that and continue to get the local kids and, and to continue being that team that people want to come watch. That's 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 great. You know, y'all, y'all, y'all coming off of split with Coastal Alabama East uh, this past week. And that moves y'all into you open up Thursday in this tournament against Shelton State. Is that correct? Yes, sir. We're leaving Wednesday around noon to head to Oxford, Alabama. And uh, we play at 10 o'clock Thursday morning against Shelton State. We we finished in the two-hole, and they finished in the three-hole. So we're going to match up there, and hopefully we can keep that thing rolling. Well, you know, James, you, 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 I followed you all year like I do every year, and Y'all started out slow in the beginning, one-run game after one-run game. And it's like you're probably standing over. It's a little cold during that time. You're sitting, you're chilled, and you're saying, you know, what's going on, man? Where's the frozen ropes, man? It's cold. There's a rope of frozen there, you know. And and so you weren't getting the hits in timely matters. And, but uh, what's happened, man? Everybody's hitting. You're scoring runs. You're, you're, you're running bases. You're, you're, your pitches are coming through. you got players. you got a good stopper. You know, I'm going to defer this one to Coach Jeremy Hunt. He's he's the guy that works with all that in. Okay. okay. Tell uh, us, Jeremy. I, just to kind of fill you in, after about that sixth game when we were 0-6, he goes, uh, Coach, we have to run when we get on and make something happen. And uh, I promise you, I said, like, really run? And he says, I don't care what you do. So I said, all right, we're going to shoot the lead the league in stolen bases. And by God, if – if we haven't done that this year. I've given more signals this year than I've had the last three combined. Well, you know, Rashad Robinson, I think, leads the league or the conference with 34. And Tyrese Rooks of St. Paul's. Rashad's from Mobile Christian. Rashad is a great player, having a great year. Didn't he come from Memphis State? He come from yeah, Memphis yes, State, didn't yes, he? Yes, sir, right? he did. And then you have Tyrese Rooks out of St. Paul's. He's got 24 stolen bases. And Gage Miller, you're all – Purpose guy, he's got 22 stolen bases. So, 
And Kyle Hip, another guy that's coming strong with y'all here lately. He's got 13. So I like to see that. I like to see that. One, I tell you, Spring Hill College, you look at their stats and look at all their stolen bases. They're doing some running over there too. But, but anyway, tell us a little bit more about some of your key players. And, and I know you got about six locals that are, that are jamming down. Well, you've mentioned a lot of the key players, but I one of the things we've really talked about, and and really it's been the last couple of months, is we we were standing there after we had won and coming back from East the other night, and 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 typically at this time of year we got about eighteen guys standing out there for whatever reason, whether it's grades or um, somebody got injured and went home for whatever reason. But I actually we counted them the other night, and we had. 30 guys standing out there. And that tells you one thing there. You have, you stick nine guys out there and those key guys, you just mentioned a lot of them, but when you got 30 guys standing out there and they all got smiles on your face, the rest of your team is bought in to what, what coach has been saying all along and they fight for each other. And that's all 30 of them. And that's one reason why this team has been a lot of fun. I've had more than one stand at third base and say, coach, we just come off some good high school Baseball, like like you guys talked about earlier, we went far in the playoffs, but this is some of the funnest baseball that we have ever played that we're playing this year. And a lot of it's selfless play. These guys are, I mean, whether they're sitting on the bench keeping stats of the other team or charting, uh, doing pitching charts or whatever, they're, they're rooting for one another. And it, it's, it's, it's been a special thing to watch. Well, I saw you guys play in the fall at the University of Mobile. And I, I was impressed. I mean, it, it was uh, – I think the third baseman hit a couple of home runs and uh, the right fielder hit a bomb to right field, left-hand hitter. I mean, I was I was like, wow, they got a pretty good team. I mean, they – overall, I mean, everybody put the ball in play. They, they you know, hitting some gappers. And, I you know, I told my son-in-law, I said, I just saw him play Mobile. And they wore Mobile out. I mean, it was amazing. I think that, uh, of course, I think in the late innings they might have scored some runs late. But early in the game, I mean, up until the last two innings, you guys were wearing them out. And so you guys, you've done, you guys have done a great job. And, you, you know, it's the thing is when you're having scoring runs, it's what Stanky always told me. I had to call him when I was managing. And I called him up, and the first thing he said, you're having sco- trouble scoring runs. I go, yep. He says, what, what do I have to do? He said, you got to take more. you got to bunt more. And you got a hit and run, and we did that. And we and the whole league, I mean, the whole the, well, the league hated us because we broke the record by seventy two. We stole one hundred and seventy two bases in fifty six games, and everybody on the team. My first baseman was like six five, two fifty, and he was uh, eleven for twelve in stolen bases. He got throughout his first time because I put a delay on. He didn't know how to do a delay. He waited till the, he th- the catcher threw the ball back to the pitcher and took off. And I said, what was that? He said, that's a delay. I said, no, it's not. We'll work on that tomorrow. But that was a fun club. And I know, were you stealing all those bases? That makes it a lot of fun for the coaching staff and the players because the players buy into it too. I mean, it's, it's exciting. It's kind of like South Alabama used to be. You know, we, had, you know, we were based our, our team on you know, defense and speed. And we were, you know, hit, we always had a team that could steal bases, and that's what puts so much pressure on the other teams because people don't realize what speed does to a team. Speed forces errors, and when it, because if you're taking the extra base, that speed they can't afford to bobble the ball. If they bobble the ball, you take that extra base, 
And that's and baseball is a law. I mean, that stealing is a law start in baseball today. Of course, now you're starting to see a little difference, but that was one of the uh, the fun parts of the game is playing the game, hit and run, base hit bunts, stealing bases. I mean, that's what you know. A lot of people we, that we miss today because all we we looking for that three run homer all the time. Well, well, James and Jeremy, I know you talk about the team concept, and that's great because that's you know when you got twenty one guys watching the other nine guys and cheering them on, that that that's good baseball. But I, I want to mention some of the players. I want to kind of you know show what some of them are doing. Brandon Davis is hitting three twenty five. Ethan Miller's hitting 298, and Albert Hernandez has hit five home runs. I think those are guys that have come from other places. And then you've got Bryce Eddington out of St. Luke's who's hitting 350. And Brody Hinton's hitting 318. He's out of Mobile Christian. Vinny Bazio's hitting 269 out of St. Paul's. And I want to talk about the pitching staff. That's I've, I've had an opportunity to meet a lot of these guys. Joe mentioned it earlier. They come out and help the mobsters all the time. These guys are – are well-taught guys. And, James, you're a former pitcher with, you know, Citronelle, uh, uh, the Bay Sharks, South Alabama, Patrick Henry. So uh, you've thrown a, a strike and a ball every now and then. And the staff you have, you have Caleb Sanders at 7-3 and three with six complete games. I love to see that. You know we all love to see complete games. He's got a 2.75 ERA. Ryan Kelly out of Baker is 7-2 and two with one complete game. And Tyler Sermon out of Baker, six and three, with three complete games. And Bryce Dulce, is that how you pronounce it? Dulce? Dulce. 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 <laughs> Bryce Dulce, four and two, two complete games, and six saves. I think he leads the conference, 3.73 ERA. But what I'm impressed with is I don't see a lot of strikeouts compared to their innings pitch. I'm not, I have no problem with that. Ricky, I'm sure you don't either. If we're that, let your defense play, let your defense play. Put the ball up there. Have a good catcher. My, myself and Ricky. This is Joey Warner in the catcher's corner with Ricky Patterson telling me what to do. So, <laughs> so you know, if you set up right, and you, you you keep the ball away from that hitter, and if you're like me, you jibber jabber try to make them mad. You know, I, I was that kind of guy, yes, and that sir. kept me in the game. You know, I mean, people didn't like me for that, but hey. It, but I did it, you know, and we had conversations that, with the hitters and people said it was Bush League. Hey, I was playing baseball. It was high school. So it didn't work that well in junior college. These guys had – they were too confident and cocky, and I'd end up in a fight, Ricky. I know you <laughs> Well, first of all, Joey, I want to give a big shout-out to my pitching coach, Chandler Farley. He's a former Faith Academy guy. I actually played at Bishop with me. And um, he, he is bought into – the philosophy of command first, you know, you, you, you got to locate. And if you can locate and change speeds, you can beat anybody at any level. And that's something that we, we really preach to our guys. You know, we're not blessed with having a ton of 90 arms, you know, in today's world, kids are so focused on the velocity and things like that. And we love to have that. We're not, we're not against it, but you definitely have to be able to command the strike zone and, and not just command it right down the main middle of the plate. And, you know, right now we're currently number three in the nation and fewest walks allowed, we were that way a couple of years ago as well. We really focus on command. And if you can't command, then you don't pitch at Bishop State. That's that's one of the things that, that keep the games fun. You, you know, you sit there and watch a walk fest. Nobody wants to see that. We want to see guys that get outs. They want to see that shortstop make that play in the hole, that third baseman dive down the line and get one off his knees. That's what gives our team 
that fun atmosphere is making play. Yeah, we want strikeouts. Man, it makes my job a lot easier in the sixth and seventh inning when that strikeout's there instead of that ball that's got to be thrown across the infield. But we, we really enjoyed what Chandler's done with them. They love him. Um, they the, the kid's really he, – he's a little younger than Jeremy and I. You know, Jeremy and I are kind of on the backside of those those days. But but Chandler has done a phenomenal job with the pitching staff, and, and, and I just want to give him a shout-out for that. And that's great. That's that's totally awesome. And to, to to let people know, we have been talking with James Hattenstein and Jeremy Hunt, and and they they've done great things with Bishop State Wildcats. Again, they're thirty one and twenty, twenty one eleven the conference. Sat Thursday, ten o'clock, Shelton State. Follow them on on. Uh, how can you follow them? Jog Jive. It'll be actually on a live stream uh, called Jog Jive, and you can get it for free during the course of that game. That's awesome. And we hope that y'all can get to the, move on and, and move on to the, the next level and continue to win. And for the future, Bishop State is located on – your field is on Dolphin Island Parkway. Tell, tell them, James. Yeah, we're we're actually at 925 Dolphin Island Parkway. I know when Rick and them were there, they didn't have a field. And, and that's the thing that we're <laughs> blessed with, you know – you know, when Mark Johnson was there, he made sure that that happened. And, you know, we're blessed to have, you know, a nice facility to call home. And, and it's tough to recruit and it's tough to have players if you don't have a nice facility. So so we're, we're, we're glad of what we have and, and, and we, when we try to take care of it and the guys have pride in what, what we have. You know, off the top of my head, I'm going to mention some of those coaches. That, that You go back to Marion Shepard. You know, he, he was there a long, long time ago. And Marcine. Mar- Marcine Chapman. Mar- Marcine Chapman. Okay, yes. did Marion Shepard, he, he must know. Uh, Marion was with the Recreation that's Department. That's right, that's right. My, I knew he had something to do with it. Marion Shepard was with the Mobile Recreation Department. Marcine Chapman at, at, at Bishop State. Then you had Cleon Jones, coach down there. Ricky Patterson, Mark Johnston. I think Greg Connor coached there. and Mike Watkins. Mike Watkins. And I can't remember anybody else, but Larry, there's been Larry Thomas. Larry Thomas, that's your yeah bro- brother-in-law. He was there, you know. When I left and go back to the Mets, he took over the team. Okay. And Rick, and from what I understand, that that time frame is probably the last time we've gone to the tournament was when you guys were in that transition. I can't remember. I I do remember we did play in one, and mm-hmm. uh, one state ch- uh, playoffs and stuff. And you know, we were discussing that earlier. I mean, I really can't remember the field and stuff. I think we had that year we had a couple of guys drafted. You know, we had a couple of big arms that was drafted during that time. It's a storied program. It really is and and we're proud of it here in Mobile and we're 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 glad that it's that it's blossoming the way it is. It's because you two guys are building and and coach Farley is building a tradition that that's going to it's going to move around the whole state and the whole the whole Gulf Coast and and, and you said it. We we want to keep our local Top tier guys here in in town, and that's what we want to do. Well, you you, you did a better job than I did because you recruited uh, students. Also, I mean, <laughs> we would have a good team during the fall, and then you know, start the season, we had about twelve players. Well, in your defense, <laughs> you were part time, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and, and that helps. Uh, I'm, I'm an academic advisor as well, and we have study halls, and we actually our AD has done a phenomenal job of, of building an academic learning lab for our athletes. And, and having a weight room and things that, you know, you guys didn't have. So so as you have facilities, it, it, you know, coaching, you know, especially at this level, is more about recruiting than it is anything else. If you can get those guys in and get them to believe in what you're doing. And, and our guys believe. 
and we believe, and I think Coach Hunt would say that, that that's, that's the most important thing is when your community believes in you and you believe in yourself, some really phenomenal things can happen. And, you know, James, you hit it. And when y'all believe and you get the community to believe, when you're wearing Bishop State colors everywhere you go, I see your players and all of them. When they go in public, they're wearing Bishop State. That means a lot. That means, you know, that they, that they care about the team they're playing for. I want to thank you, James Hattenstein, for what you're doing at, at Bishop State and for coming on this show tonight. Jeremy Hunt, thank you for coming on. And, and I, I, can, I can feel the spirit inside you because, you know, we're all, a, we're all the Mobile Baseball Connection. And, and we're going to be talking with Tucker Musgrove with the University of Mobile. Going to change gears. We'll get him on the line here in a minute, Ricky Patterson. Okay, that sounds good. All right, buddy. Hey, Tucker, you on the line? Hello? Yes, sir, I'm here. Hey, Tucker, Joey Warner. Uh, the batter's box on WNSP now. Thank you so much for coming on, Tucker. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're, it's an honor, buddy. I'm, I got Ricky Patterson down here with me, and, and we're just so glad that you're able to talk to us. Y'all were coming off a conference victory last night where, where you won the conference, and, and you've had an outstanding season, Tucker. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on out there with University of Mobile. Um. We're a special group of guys at UM. Um, we've really built our, our team around brotherhood and um, and just a community of being for each other. And I think that put a lot of uh, success into our program naturally. Um, we don't play for ourselves. We really play for the guy in front of us and behind us, and it's a special thing. Well, I love to hear you say that, Tucker, because – we, we've been talking to the Bishop State crew today, and they, they, they feel the same way. And, and y'all are doing great things for, for, for the city of Mobile when it comes to baseball. But the University of Mobile, you know, y'all, y'all are 35 and 13 overall, and, and you won your conference with that big 22 to 10 win last night. And I want to say a little bit about your individual stats. And I know it's a team concept because I've been following all of you and y'all all putting up big numbers. But for the listeners out there, we're talking to Tucker Musgrove. He's a, an outfielder and pitcher. And he's having an outstanding season. He, he, he had great career at Mary Montgomery, playing for Coach Barry Hightower. But this year alone, Tucker is hitting 419. He leads the team in hits with 75. He's got 11 doubles, five triples, eight home runs, 48 RBIs, 64 runs scored, 32 walks, and he stole 25 or 26 bases in 47 games. And if you're a stats person, you can follow that. But hold on, I've got a little bit more. In two seasons, in 91 games, 131 hits, 413 average, 20 doubles, 6 triples, 18 home runs, 82 RBIs, 114 runs, 40 of 44 stolen bases, and 69 walks. Now, it's hard to, for the person that's not into stats to, to fathom all that, but if you follow stats, basically you're a 415 hitter the last two seasons, and, and you're, you're, you're knocking on 80 hits per season, and you still have a long time to play. But, Tucker, just keep doing it. I, I didn't mention your, your pitching, but, but in, in your pitching, this year alone in 14 games, you're 0-1, but you got 10 saves with 23 strikeouts and 17 innings pitch with a 2.60 ERA. So when times get to the point where 
it's three to one, which y'all don't have many three to one games. Y'all, y'all score a lot of runs, but when y'all are up and you're, you're in a safe position, Coach Seymour, your pitching coach, is going to Tucker Musgrove to come in there and stop it. You've done a great job with that. And I, I'm going to hand off to Ricky Patterson here. And Ricky's worked with you over the past. And Ricky, talk to Tucker and see, and, and y'all talk about some stuff. Well, Tucker, coming out of high school, uh, how big were you coming out of high school? I mean, I, I've heard some different stories and stuff. I, what were you about five ten coming out of high school? Um, I was I was five ten my junior year of high school. Um, I kind of grew up a little bit towards uh towards senior year. I was about six foot and about one hundred and fifty five pounds. Yeah, that, I mean that's what I that's what I heard. But uh, did was any other schools after you during that time? Did you have any more um, offers? Yes, uh, the only other schools were um, Bishop State and Spring Hill. Okay, so no really Division One schools recruited you, right? No, sir. Wow. Well, I, I think you broke a lot of hearts, son. I mean, I, I've sat there and watched you play. And, you know, I my experience is I always, you know, I, when it comes to scouting, uh, especially when I had to scout players from other teams and stuff in pro ball, you know, I, I compared – people that that I'd seen through the minor league system and kind of compared them. And, you know, I told a lot of people that you remind me a lot of Hunter Pence. I mean, you play with the intensity. You have a Hunter Pence type body. And I was, I was very, very impressed with, you know, with, with the type of player that you are. And uh, I know that you got a lot of more baseball in front of you. And I, as have you, I know you've talked to a couple of scouts, but they are probably the, how many uh, of the scouts have you come in for a home visit? Um, I haven't started home visits yet. Okay, but you, you've had some. You have any contact with them yet, or is they? I mean, I I, yes, I believe you're going to be drafted, and you're going to be drafted pretty good. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well. Um, Pitching wise, you know that's that was the thing that really you know set it apart for me by watching you come in from center field. You know there was a very good player that played at Mississippi State uh, that ended up being a, a first class closer, and he played right field for Mississippi State, and that was Bobby Thigpen that played with the White Sox when I was over there. In fact, I had a pitcher that uh, played for me named Scott Redensky. And he had hurt his arm the year before, and he I saw him in instructional league. Anyway, he ended up with us, and he played one year of A ball, and then he got in the, the next year he made the big league roster, and he, I think he won he won thirty seven games that year, and you wow. and you throw harder than he does. I just. Uh, I just wondered, you know, you've got a big future ahead of you, and I think that's one reason that, you know, that you being a a lot of scouts out there probably don't know whether to draft you as a a pitcher or an outfielder, but I think you, I would draft you as both and see what would happen, you know, let you play because what is, you run the the 60, what's your 60 time? Uh, 6'6. 6'6. Yes, sir. Yeah, the, the, I've watched you, you know, stealing bases. It seems like you just pick your times to steal bases. With your your speed, you are explosive. You're like a Lance Johnson on your first step. You know, you're you got that first step quickness. 
But uh, yes, sir. What you got anything, Joe? Yeah, I, 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 Tucker, you, you talk. You you opened up with talking about the team concept, and you had to, your your words about it. But, but talk about some of your teammates. I know that there's a slew of local baseball players that's playing for the University of Mobile. And just talk about some of the guys that that, that, that you depend on and, and even the ones that don't even get to play much. Just just mention some names and talk, talk a little bit about them. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll start with my, my fellow outfielders. Um, the right fielder is Trevor Andrews. He's had a phenomenal season. Um, he uh, broke the home run record for the University of Mobile this year with a big home run last night in the conference championship game. Um Number he seventeen. Was a, that was number seventeen, I think. Or it might have been eighteen. It might be eighteen. Seventeen. Is it seventeen? Okay. Yes, sir. Seventeen. Um, he transferred uh, from a D one school this year and has uh, just jumped right into the team and has been a big help. Um, the left fielder, one of my best friends, um, he's been with me for three years. Is Trevor Wells. He's had an amazing season, right in the heart of the lineup. Um, I think he's had 12 home runs and uh, another one that hit a home run last night, hit a grand slam to kind of get things kicked off in the championship game last night. You guys were down Uh, in that game, right, Tuck? Yes. We opened the game uh, down 4-0. And didn't William Carey beat beat y'all up pretty good uh, just a few weeks ago? They took a series from him, maybe. (laughs) Yes, sir. They, They took the series at home. Yes, sir. Okay, keep on going. Keep on going with your teammates. Okay. And uh, another guy, he's a great leader, is uh, Thomas James. He um, He's kind of a, a role player. Um, when a position player comes into pitch, he's the guy that gets onto the field and takes over for the DH. But um, he's just a great leader. Uh, he's been around the game for a long time, and um, he's, he keeps everyone level-headed and uh, on track. And um, and I love Thomas James. Um, let's see. The shortstop? Sam Platt. Yes, sir. Shortstop is uh, Sam Bowman. Um, he is the smoothest guy I've ever seen try to play shortstop. Um, he's a hot bat in the middle of the order again for us. Um, it, I, I was just... I wish I could describe to you uh, how he makes those barehanded plays look so easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Ozzie Smith, could... when you mentioned that, it reminds me of well, Ozzie Smith, Ricky, you know, he came up with the San Diego Padres. Actually, he was born in Mobile, lived here six years, and he came up with the San Diego Padres, and he couldn't really hit a lick, but he could feel like the best. And one of his plays that, that he made way back when, they didn't have – they might have had some turf, but – it was, I think it was off of a, a infield grass, and, and he made a play with one hand and, and threw it over to – caught it in his hand and threw it over. And the, the people weren't used to those kind of plays back then. And, and that, that's, so that's, that's cool that you recognize that and describe that. And big sound splash, right? Yes, sir. Big, big sound splash. I heard he hit a home run last night that's still going. There was a couple of airline stewardess on it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't think it's came down yet. You're right. <laughs> yeah, he's had a good year for you guys. You know, he played what? He played football at Ole Miss and then yes, came sir. back. 
Go ahead. Yes, sir. He, and, uh, he was an offensive lineman at Old Miss. And uh, you can definitely tell the guy's the guy's a big man. Um, I, when he hit that ball last night, I kind of lost it as it went over the light pole. Yep. That's... About 100 feet. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was amazing. Yeah, they, I heard there was no clapping or nothing. Everybody just went... Oh, <laughs> knocked all the air out of the park. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned you mentioned Sam Plash, and I, I used to play ball against his uncle. I think it was Rhett Plash. He played for uh, Davidson on uh, their 79 state championship team years and years ago. And Sam's daddy, Rhett, uh, Paige Plash, Paige is an outstanding man for this community. And, and he has is, he is, he is, uh, been the – I'm sure Sam's most best encourager to get where he is today. And I'm glad to see him up above 300 and, and hitting mammoth home runs like he is. How how are you swinging it right now? You know, already know, but you know, you can elaborate <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I'm, I'm keeping the same approach that I've kind of had the last two years, which is just try to hit the ball really hard in the right center field gap. And um, when I miss under the ball, sometimes I'll get me a home run, and that's that's always fun. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to knock the cover off the ball every time I get in the box. Yeah, you're very aggressive at the plate. Don't lose that. You know, you yes, you you attack the hitters. You know, I, I I guess I all the games I sat there and watched. Of course, I didn't see all of them, but I, I I never saw you strike out. Probably I should have come to more of your games since I never saw you strike out. Maybe that would still be you wouldn't because how many you don't have that many strikeouts this year anyway, do you? I'm I'm not sure exactly how many I have, but um, I hate striking out. So, <laughs> well, it, you it know what's out. you've got. 40-something RBIs in the leadoff hole. A lot of people don't understand that. That's very, very unusual. That means somebody down in the bottom of the order has to be getting on base for you. I mean, I saw you hit a, a, a couple of long home runs, too, when you're back spinning the ball. Your balls yes, go sir. a long ways. Well, you know, Tucker, you hit, you hit eight home runs this year and you hit ten last year. And last year, I remember seeing it on TV, Tucker Musgrove hits three home runs for University of Mobile. Talk about that game a little bit and when you hit that third home run. What was that like? Because not everybody has the opportunity to hit three dingers in one game. Oh, yes, sir. That was um, was my freshman year of college. Okay. Now, you hit um, 10 your freshman year, right? What is it, sir? What did you say? You hit 10 your freshman year. Is that correct? No, sir. I hit ten sophomore year. So oh, I only okay. hit five my freshman. Okay. Not many people get to hit uh, three home runs in one game. I've only seen it done on TV before I did it, and mm-hmm. it was surreal. What do you What do you like doing best? Do you, playing in the outfield and hitting, or pitching? <sighs> it's hard to beat. Uh, it's hard to beat hitting. Um, it's just competing like nothing else. Pitching, I have the opportunity to uh, get guys out, and um, I get to decide where the ball's placed and what pitch I throw and everything like that. But hitting, I don't get to decide any of that. I just have to react to whatever he decides. 
and um, that's a special that's a special type of com- competing that I that I love. Ricky, I got a question about the hitting, and and you maybe can elaborate on this, and I'll ask you, Tucker, because I know Trevor comes in out of the outfield to pitch as well. Uh, what both is Trevors. It, both Trevors do. Yeah. Okay, all right. That and but what is it like, Tucker? When you're out there in the outfield, and you're, how do y'all how do y'all keep your arms ready to pitch to come in there and and do what you have to do, or, or, or does it just give me the give, give me a an example of, of what that's like to to get warmed up from playing outfield to come in and and and, and shut a team down? Okay, um, normally about the seventh inning. Coach Seymour will come and let me know, hey, there's a chance you throw this game. Um, if we get the lead, if we if it gets close. And so I'll know in the back of my mind that there's a good chance that I'll be coming into the game to pitch. So I'll get, I'll get my pitching glove, hand it to a teammate, and tell them to run it out to the mound uh, if I get put in. And um, just kind of uh, – Sneaking down to the bullpen between at bats is always fun. Um, uh, making sure that I, I keep my legs loose and um, get my, try to do some bands in between at bats. Also, that's pretty much my uh, my routine to get ready to come in and close the game out. But it don't usually take you that many pitches to be ready to go into the game, does it? Like warm up? Uh, no, sir. Uh, most of the time, I get about five in before I have to go hit or uh, about half the time this year, it's just been straight out of the outfield with no, uh, no warm up pitches. That's what, that's what I mean. When, you know, when you get up there, you're, you're actually ready to go after five or six pitches, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a part about being and you know, you're, you're very fortunate too uh, with the game today, you know, that um, there's, they got certain rules that, uh, they can only have so many pitchers, and that's why you you there's a possibility of you know they're uh, two way guys is what I'm trying to get at that you know at the major league roster they're gonna you're gonna start seeing more two way guys kind of like uh, the pitcher with the um, the Angels you know they and you know everybody's kind of looking for that guy now since she's had such great success but you know that's. Uh, that's going to be in you. That's to your advantage too, because you can you can play the outfield and you got power and you can run you above average fielder. So you're going to have a lot of opportunities. And I just hope that in pro ball they kind of let you be a two way guy, kind of like they did Bobby Thigpen. You know, Bobby played right field for Mississippi State, but you know when he got to the big leagues they just put him on the they just put him in the closers role. I had, I think he had 54 saves one year. Yeah, he did. Broke the record, but. Uh, uh, Tucker, I think y'all open up next Monday, May 15th, in the NAIA tournament. Do you have any idea who y'all play or where y'all play? I haven't seen anything, but I don't know if y'all have any inside information on that yet. Yeah, there is a uh, there's a selection committee that will air um, a show on Thursday that places everybody in their bracket and tells us our location and who will be playing. So we will find out on Thursday. That's great. And, you know, Tucker, we, we've talked about you and Trevor Andrews and, and all the rest of you guys quite often on this show because Ricky's been out there to see y'all. And I follow y'all on 
on the internet and and we've had coach seymour on here and and we're pulling for you you know we're pulling for bishop state spring hill college south alabama but but university of mobile is, is having a great season and we wanted to talk to you because because you, you're you're kind of like uh, it seems like you're you're one of those that's helping keep the team glued together and and you keep doing that buddy and 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 you know you're going to go places and and you the, the main thing right now is, is to continue that team concept and, and y'all possibly work towards a, a national championship you got to set your goals for the for the for the most and and you you this team is very capable yes sir that is the end goal um that's what we've been working for uh since we got on campus in the fall and so uh i can't wait to see see how it unfolds and uh just be with my team the whole way well now you got a chance son you got a chance see that all you want all you want is the opportunity to get you know to go play for a ring and so now you you're at the next step and that's why all the colleges and then all the schools are out there. They always they're playing to be to get the opportunity to go play, and you know what? You've got that opportunity. I'm very very proud for you guys. I mean, I, I'm and for you know for the team, the players out there, the what you guys and the, watching you guys be around each other and the way you guys act is just it's refreshing, and the, and the way you go about your work and how much enthusiasm. Uh, I mean, the whole team has, and when somebody does something good, you know, everybody's in it together, and exactly what you talked about, a team concept, and, you know, it's, it's very exciting. I mean, I enjoyed watching you guys play. Yes, sir, that's amazing to hear. I appreciate that. Well, you know, Tucker, again, in conclusion, you guys have a great coach in John Seymour and have an outstanding coaching staff and, and uh, just a – conglomeration of players with all different personalities that's pulled together as one. But I, I want y'all to, and I'm sure you've already doing this, but we don't do it enough here locally, but you have a man out there that founded that program that's played under Eddie Stanky. Ricky, you knew him very well. Mike Jacobs, your field's named after him out there. Hey, believe me, buddy, I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. He's with you too. He's with you too. Mike Jacobs is with the University of Mobile Rams. And y'all win it for him as well as your own and, and Coach C. Moore and your school out there and the city of Mobile because we're all pulling for you. And, and Tucker, we want to thank you, myself and Ricky Patterson here, for coming on the Batters Box on WNSP Now. And we really appreciate everything you've told us about your team. And, Ricky, we, we wish him all the luck, don't oh, we? Oh, yes. And c congratulations, by the way, to getting that opportunity to go play. Yes, sir. Thank y'all so much for having me. I appreciate everything. Hey, hey, Tucker. Let's end on this. Go Rams. <laughs> Go Rams. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, man. Go four for four on Monday. Yes, sir. Will do. Thank uh, you so uh, much. All right, brother. All right, Ricky. We're going to conclude this. If this has been a good show, hat. Oh, outstanding. And we've had some good good people on again. We had Jeremy Hunt and James Hattenstein with Bishop State and Joey Hutchins and Joe Connick with the Mobile Mobsters. That's some kind of organization. There's some there's some old timers that some good players out there, Ricky. You have to come out. But and we I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> we're having fun with this. And uh we do want to tell you again that we're gonna go live on Wednesday 
at 5.30 p.m., W-E-N-S-P. I got an update, too, Okay. before you, before you get there. Uh, St. Paul plays tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Okay. Listeners, when you hurry to the to the podcast to listen to this show tomorrow, uh, St. Paul's, 5 o'clock this afternoon, get out there. Go on out there and pull on Edward McLeod and Andy Robbins and the St. Paul's crowd to a, to a win over Demopolis and, and move on to the— Put another mobile team in. That's right. That's right. But again, uh, it's it's been a, it's been a pleasure, Ricky, Ricky Patterson, Joey Warner with the Batters Box on WNSP now. Ricky, we're signing out. Mm-hmm.